0: Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh. Oh, yeah! Then you're in the right place.
1: I'm gonna make them a man off again. Life those pretty fast. Yeah, the win the Welcome to the Man Pay Chronicles. Baby has his best! I just moved to LA from Texas. Uh, yeah, Texas! Yeah. LA, it's not that great. It
2: sucks. <laughs>
1: apartment locator guys helped me find a place to live. He he told me that my rent needs to be a third of my monthly income and and I told him what my monthly income is and uh, he located me a great place in uh, Death Valley. It's been a lot of fun out there. My my friends in Texas will call and ask if I've seen any stars out here. No, but uh, I look up at them every night. Getting used to all the Toyota Priuses. Is anyone driving a Toyota Prius? I fucking hate you people. uh, See, no one in Texas would be caught dead driving a Prius. No one would drive that thing, you know, out here. Uh, I'll be lost trying to find my exit on the 101. Some mean guy the other day swerved by and almost hit me in a Prius and he rolled down his window flipping me off. Hey asshole, I'm cutting back my smog farming emissions. I'm reducing dependence on foreign oil. I get 65 miles to the gallon. What do you get? Uh, late. Not that often, but it does occur once every few years or so. It's weird out here, you can't even use plastic bags at the grocery store, you know, I don't want to be one of those Prius driving people carrying around, you know, five satchels of a hemp bag, you know, I want to that. so my solution is I've been bringing my roller suitcase with me in Trader of Joe's, that hasn't gone well. People look at me like I'm a, a terrorist thinking I have a bomb in my bag and I'm going to blow up their hummus and triple ginger sandwich. Whatever it is people eat, doing, you know? and uh, don't get me wrong, I've considered blowing myself up before, but I'd at least do it at a Whole Foods. <laughs> Just to get back to the old pricing, it's ridiculous.
0: All right, on this week's podcast, I have Judd Travis. Judd, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. So Judd, you're a stand-up comedian? That's right, yeah. So uh, why don't you tell listeners, where are you from?
2: Sure, sure. I grew up in uh, Denton, Texas. It's about an hour north of Dallas. Uh, grew up both there and in Kansas, about an hour outside of Kansas City in Lawrence, Kansas. Went to school in Kansas, and after school I worked in Dallas for years, and then I decided the end of 2014 to move out to this smog-filled hell hole of the city. So I've been out here a few years. Um you moved in LA, right? Right, right. Yeah. So you don't like LA? You don't like LA living? You know, there there's some days when I do and there are some days where I absolutely hate it. Um I kind of go back and forth on it. Um I like being close to an ocean. I like palm trees. I like a few things, but um I don't like how rude a lot of the people are out here. It's hard to get over that some days, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, how was it living in Texas compared to L.A.?
2: You know, it's not as different as um, people would think. It was actually pretty similar because I was in uh, the uptown area of Dallas, which is um, kind of the most populated area of Dallas. And going from there to here, it really wasn't that different at all. Um, here it's just, there are even more people and more people who think they have a future in entertainment. Dallas is more business oriented, but it really wasn't that different.
1: The man
0: Cave chronicles on Twitter at the MCC podcast. We'll be right back.
1: Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of quiet punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live
2: workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com.
0: What um? So what made you get into stand-up comedy?
2: I, um, for years, I was always interested in stand-up, going back to um, when YouTube started being around, because growing up, Uh, With basic cable, I never really watched stand-up. I didn't have HBO or Showtime or anything. But with YouTube, I started seeing uh, what stand-up was uh, about like maybe eight years ago or so. And uh, something inside of me, my intuition told me, I can do that. That's the way I think. But um, I was too scared to do it and uh, living in, uh, Kansas for college, and then in Dallas there aren't exactly huge stand-up scenes there, which was another excuse I used to put it off. But finally, uh, when my job was coming to an end in Dallas, I had always wanted to try living in LA, regardless of stand-up, and I figured I'd just do both at mo- once. I'd just move to LA and and do stand-up, and um, uh, it scared the living hell out of me, but. My, something inside of me my intuition told me I could do it and I just had to listen to that yeah um
0: so you just got up and just moved and just started doing stand up or did you like get a job or and do both
2: yeah yeah I started um it's hard to get a job out here really anywhere in this economy but Yeah, doing various things by day, and the first thing I did regarding stand-up was I took a class, just a six-week class, and, um, when I tell people that, some people think it sounds kind of stupid, you know, a stand-up class, but it, it forced me to start doing it in a really, you know, nurturing environment where you've got other people who have always wanted to do it, who didn't have the courage, like me, and, um... In those six weeks, it really I really learned a lot. And um that's kind of what pushed me to do it in public was taking that class. Yeah. Um, so what is your act about? Uh my act varies between observations of things that piss me off, and I also, especially lately, like doing um Kind of a current event or news or sports news oriented material where um, even though it's about, say, you know, sports or politics, I make the jokes accessible to most of the audience. I like doing that. But um, if I had to choose one style, it's definitely observing the screwed up world that we all live in, trying to make sense of it.
0: Yeah. So uh, I noticed the other day on Twitter, you had a thing that says people suck. Why do people suck?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, one-on-one, I feel like uh, most people are good, good-natured, and I can really talk to anyone. I have a lot of empathy for people, whether they're, you know, they can be anywhere from really conservative to really liberal, and one-on-one, I can talk to them and understand where they're coming from. But Man, when people do things in groups, you know, when there's a group of people in public, that's when things start to get a little crazy, you know? Yeah.
0: Do you, um, so what you tell the listeners about the first time you went on stage?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, the first time it was a showcase for the end of the stand-up class I did. It was at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose Avenue out here, and, um, Good God, I was scared out of my mind. Um, uh, the the uh, pr- teacher of the class told me I was next. And my heart just started pounding. My hands got greasy, and I considered, you know, running out of the room and just running from everything. But then I went up there, and uh, after a few seconds, I realized, you know, The audience isn't going to throw tomatoes at me. They're not going to throw beer bottles at me. They're actually enjoying what I had to say. And that was like one of the biggest thrills I've ever had in life because for years I'd wanted to do it but didn't have the courage and would dream about what it would be like to be on stage with people laughing at me. And to finally be there in person doing it, it was just, I don't mean to be sentimental or anything, but it is one of the best memories of my life. Yeah. Do you have uh video footage of that? Did you save it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, good God, where is it? I think it's on Vimeo. If you type in my name, Judd Travis on Vimeo, it comes up with me at the improv. Yeah. Did you, um, some get,
0: so you're from what you're saying is that it went good the first time you went out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. And, um, I think taking that class the six weeks before helped cause it, um, you know, you can't teach someone to be funny. who's not funny, but it definitely got me through a few shortcuts that, um, I would have had to learn the hard way had I just done open mics at first. Yeah. That's why I always recommend to, um, people wanting to do it, that they try taking a class.
0: Yeah. What, um, but now you've, uh, from what it sounds like you've been all over the place in LA performing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've um I've been to quite a few places. Um my my ultimate goal though is to uh just get on a tour and do the road for the rest of my life. That's all I've ever wanted. But uh being in being in LA, it's given me a lot of good opportunities to go to some uh really cool clubs, whether it's the improv or the comedy store, places like that but um i'm definitely not satisfied right now i'm ready for for the next step and trying to figure out how to get there yeah well, um
0: have you had a night where you just you were off and you just bombed
2: um not not really i've had some nights where um like there were barely any people in the audience and the people who were there were either too drunk to even know what was going on or just not fans of comedy. And you don't know why they're there in the first place, but I I've never had an awful experience where everything I say bombs, um, every now and then, you know, a joke I'm trying will bomb or not get the reaction I wanted it to, but that's really the only way to learn to get better is just to kind of be fearless and not be afraid to try new things.
0: Yeah. Have you, um, what was the word I was looking for here? Um,
2: where's the, where's the best place you ever performed? The best place. Oh man, I've got to say it's, um, at the world famous comedy store on sunset Boulevard. Um, they have three different rooms. They've got the belly room, the original room and the main room. And, uh, getting the chance to be on all three of those stages where there's so much history. I mean, you walk into the place and every comedian who's ever been, anyone is on the wall and has their name and lights in some of the rooms and, um, so much history at that place. That's gotta be my favorite place by far.
0: And to this day, there's big time comics that they just drop there and they just do a set.
2: Right, right. Yeah. All sorts of things. Um, Sometimes when they're practicing for a special, they'll show up. Um, Last year, when Chris Rock was about to host, uh, what was it, the Academy Awards, he came by just randomly to uh, test out his monologue for the show a few days before. And uh, you never know when people like that are going to show up. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, Who are your... uh like influence and in stand up? Like, who do you enjoy listening to or looked up to, try to model yourself
2: around? Um, The biggest influence I have isn't really even a comedian. It's just my dad. Because um, growing up, we didn't watch stand up or anything, but we liked making fun of things together. Every night we'd watch the news. And as the news was going, we'd make jokes about stuff to each other. And, um, I'd have to say that influenced me as a comedian, as a person, and my personality and how I perceive the world more than any other comedian could. But um, I don't have a whole lot of influences, but the ones I do, I love so much. Um, I love the great George Carlin. I think he was one of the best of all time. Um, uh, Another guy, Doug Stanhope, I think is one of the best and really inspired me to start doing it. Uh, third would be Norm McDonald because, um, with YouTube, I started watching his stuff and not only his stuff, but interviews with him. And I noticed that some of his personality was similar to mine and that kind of inspired me even more than his jokes did. Yeah. So I'd have to say those three really inspired me. Yeah, Norm's a wise ass, but he's great. Right? Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: do you uh do you have any plans for like a comedy album coming out
2: you know I've, i'm figuring out how i want to do that but i definitely do um I'm, I'm trying to think you know is it worth putting it on itunes is do people still buy stuff on itunes should i put it somewhere else um but i'm definitely going to make that happen as soon as i can because i think that would be fun and at this point i think I have enough material to make one that's going to be pretty good.
0: Yeah. I got a question for you. Who would you rather be right now,
2: Kathy Griffin or Bill Maher? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, And why? Right, right. Let's see here. Well, uh, Bill Maher said a very, very bad word that would kind of haunt me the rest of my life. You remember Michael Richards? Yes. When he uh yeah, yeah. I mean that pretty much wiped out his career. So um I I'd probably have to say Kathy Griffin, even though that would be horrible too, but at least at least it's just images and there was there wasn't really a word said. Um but man, that's a lose lose situation. What about you? Who would you choose? I
0: don't know. It's tough. I think Bill Maher still has a job, but Mm -hmm. who's going to want to hire Kathy after all that happened?
2: Oh, yeah. I heard she already lost some gigs out of it. Yeah. She got fired right
0: away from CNN. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough choice, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bill Maher has been in hot water before, too.
2: Yeah, that's the thing is um, over his career, he's been pretty resilient. And uh, HBO seems to give him quite a bit of leeway. So Yeah. It seems like he'll be okay despite everything, at least, you know, with HBO letting him continue the show. Yeah. Why don't you uh, tell the listeners about your uh, show that you have on
0: Friday nights?
2: And oh, where- sure. It's um, it's called TJIF, Thank Judd, It's Friday. And it is a two-hour talk show. It's in the the classic talk show style of The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel, all that kind of stuff. And um, I love doing it, man. I start out doing a monologue of jokes that I write for about 15 minutes. And um, then I sit down with a few guests and interview them. Uh, lately it's been guests who, you know, do comedy, but I'm looking to branch out and get some weird people to interview. Like I want to get a fortune teller. I want to get, um, I don't even know what, like someone who works at a zoo or something, all kinds of crazy stuff. And that's, uh, almost every Friday from, uh, let's see here. What time would it be? Eastern. It starts at nine Eastern, eight central, six Pacific Pacific on Dromebox.com, D-R-O-M-E-B-O-X.com. And uh, if you can't watch at that time, I know a lot of people are busy, then I'll be putting them on YouTube pretty soon. So if you can't watch live, watch them on YouTube soon. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. How did you uh, come up with this idea for the show? Um, a friend at the comedy store has a show on Dronebox on Saturdays, and um, she had me over as a guest a few years ago. And um, I guess for some reason, the powers that be there thought I was all right. And they initially asked if I could host an open mic that streams live. And um, one of my dreams With comedy is to, um, I don't know, either host an award show or host some kind of show where I can just do topical jokes at the beginning, you know, or, or be on a show like the comedy central roast where I write mean jokes. And so, um, I presented them with the idea of a talk show and they liked it. So I feel really fortunate to have it because that's always been one of my dreams is just to do a monologue of jokes
0: How long you had the show for now?
2: It started in the fall of 2015, and then uh, last year, uh, a lot of their shows had to take a quick hiatus while they regrouped. And then we brought it back January of this year, and we've got no plans of slowing down. We're going to keep on trucking almost every Friday. Who's your guest this week? Uh, This week. um, Or the next few weeks. Let's see here. This Friday, I've got a show at the Comedy Store. Um, Next Friday, I've got two um, local comics uh, who I've worked with before at the Comedy Store. So it's going to be fun interviewing them.
0: Do you have any uh, funny stories that's happened on the show?
2: You know, I, I wish I did, but unfortunately, the shows usually run so smoothly that I don't have many funny stories from it. I think my fly was unzipped one episode. Got to be more watchful of that. But um, you know what? All my guests have been so cool and uh, haven't gotten to any arguments with me or anything that really nothing's gone wrong. I need to work on that and make something go wrong now that I think about it.
0: Now You said the show is live, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Live for two hours. So can fans tweet to the show while it's going? Definitely. Yeah. In the future, I think we're also going to have a chat box where while uh, folks are watching at home on the screen, they can just type into the chat box and then all the monitor in front of me throughout the whole show where I can respond to people live. And so we're going to do some things like that to make it really, really interactive with people
0: so do you have um you also have a podcast right
2: right yeah yeah it's um it's called lost in la it's on uh itunes soundcloud stitcher tune in wherever people listen to podcasts um last few weeks i've been so so busy i'm a little behind on it but this week i'm getting back into it and i'm gonna be putting out new episodes at the very minimum once a week and uh Even if you don't have a podcast app, you can just go to my Twitter and I always put the link to it in SoundCloud where just anyone can listen to it there. Do you have a what's your podcast about? It's it's just me talking. Um, I it's just me complaining about how screwed up LA is, screwed up the world is. Every now and then I'll have a guest, but for the most part, it's really just this cathartic release for me to vent on things in life to people and um, I always enjoy when people tell me that you know something I was complaining about was something that always bothered them because that always just just makes me feel pretty good that it makes some people feel better to listen to me as I struggle to make it in the screwed up industry and screwed up town what do you
0: tell somebody like me that wants to try stand up?
2: I I say you got to do it because if I can do it, you can. I mean, man, I got I've got really bad anxiety. I still get nervous before I go on stage to perform. The the first time I did it, not even the first time, the first few months I did it, it was to the point where when they were about to call my name, I don't want to be vulgar, but I was close to, you know, urinating or defecating in my pants. And so I've somehow, I've been able to overcome my fears. I don't even really like the concept of strangers looking at me, but once you're up there, man, it's a feeling like nothing else. And, um, and if you want to do stand up, I I think you should try doing it. And you'll, even if, you decide it's not for you, you'll feel so much better about yourself having tried it, you know? Yeah.
0: All right, I got another one for you. What pissed you off today?
2: Today, let's see here. Good God, I went to the post office, which is always awful, you know? Never a fun time going to the post office. And the workers there are always so rude. And um, one of my many problems with places like that is I'm always nice to people and I'll go up to them and I'll say, hi, how are you doing? And they just look at me and stare at me. They don't even want to say hi or I'm fine. How are you? So um, that bothered me just an hour ago. (laughs) Um, There's always too much construction right now in my neighborhood. I'm just at home right now. And in my neighborhood, there's, I don't know even what's going on. Someone's standing on a roof over there throwing stuff off the roof onto a truck, but it's been going on since early in the morning and I'm just sick of all the noise around here. But those, those are two things that bothered me just today. What do you think is going to piss you off later? Oh man. Uh, I'm going to have to go to the grocery store cause I'm about out of rations. And um, I always hate going to the grocery store here because it's crowded no matter what time you go. All the cashiers are rude. Um, people don't get out of the way. They stand in front of the items I'm trying to get staring for an hour and 30 minutes like they've never seen a cucumber before in their lives. <laughs> That's going to be horrible. Hey. What about you? Has anything bothered you recently?
0: Uh, no, not that I can think of. Good. Yeah. It it was a good day today. I worked, came home, talked to you now. Hopefully talking to me hasn't ruined your day. Not at all. I'm excited that you came on. Oh, I'm excited too. Um, How can people get a hold of you?
2: I'm real, real easy to get a hold of. Um, They can go to my Twitter, J-U-D-T-R-A-V-I-S. My Instagram is also the same. Uh, they can add me on Snapchat, all at anyone, J-U-D-T-R-A-V-I-S, Facebook.com slash jud Travis Comedy. Um, and anyone out there, feel free to message me. I respond to everyone no matter what. Sometimes I get a little behind and it takes me an extra week or two, but um, I'm an open book with everyone. So uh, I'm I'm out there for everyone to uh, to write me and uh hopefully say nice things and not awful mean things. You also
0: have a website, right?
2: Right. Yeah. That's dot com, right. Uh, judtravis.com right. And, uh, pretty soon I'll be putting some show dates on there, putting links to, uh, YouTube where you can watch my talk show. Uh, the link to my podcast is on there. Everything's on there. Right. So no, no, uh, really no tours yet. Not yet, but I'm working on changing that as fast as I can. Um, a lot of these booking agents, man, if uh, you tell them that you haven't been doing stand-up for less than, I don't know, six or seven years, and they just hang up the phone on you and act like you're no damn good because you haven't been doing it for long, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to find my way around that. because That's the only goal and dream I have is to get on the road in the U.S. for Everyone doesn't matter where, you know, I'll play a, play an outhouse in Arkansas. If a few people want to see me there, I don't care. So I'm going to figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, comedy clubs towards the East, you know, New York and Boston. And,
2: Oh man, that's like number one on my list. I can't wait to get out there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we get going?
2: Um, uh, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, just be nice to people, you know. It's a screwed up world. A lot of bad, mean things are going on. And uh, every day, just go out of your way to be nice to people because it makes a huge difference and it makes everyone's lives better. I agree with you.
0: All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I hope you come back on soon.
2: Oh, Of course, yeah. I'll be back anytime. And I'm also going to have you on my podcast soon if you'd like.
0: Awesome. Sounds good to me.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on.
0: Hate New York City. It's cold and it's damp. And all the people dressed like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimo. That time. Bit too rugged for you and me, you bad girl.
2: Rolling down the
0: Imperial Highway, the big nasty bit right on my side. No